Welcome to the Pound Perspective, presented by Nate Dog Sports, a podcast based around discussions and debates about recent football, basketball, baseball, and MMA events. Now, here's your host, Nate Dog. And welcome back to the Pound Perspective. We are finally back, y'all. It has been a minute, but we are here. And I got my boy Red here on the Zoom. How we doing, man? I'm good, man. What's up with you? I'm doing good, bro. Glad to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a minute, obviously, where this is a little different, not in person, but we're going to make this work on Zoom like we've been doing on the College Kings podcast. If you haven't checked that out as well, me and CDM have been doing a college football podcast for the past couple weeks now. So uh, we've been doing that on Zoom, and we're doing this on Zoom. So we're going to make it work. Uh, You doing good today, bro? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's talk some freaking NFL because it's it's NFL season time. Uh, you know, that's our big sport on this podcast and NBA as well. But that's obviously a couple months down the line. It's starting literally a week from today feels like. Um, well, week from today, a week from tomorrow, actually a week from today once this drops tomorrow on Sunday. Um we're, we're football's here, man. Thursday night football, obviously, and then Sunday games. So. Uh, obviously, we're going to get into the, those games in a minute. We got some news we want to cover, uh, and kind of kind of talk about some big things that are happening around the league. A lot of players cut, a lot of players signed, um, players that were on the on that on that line, that fifty three man roster line, and they made it. Uh, we got a Southern Miss grad on that on one of these teams. We're going to talk about, and then obviously some big news around Jonathan Taylor that the guy didn't get traded. What the heck is that? We're going to talk about that, how that situation is probably going around. And we got your your Cowboys making a move that really ruffled some feathers in the media world. And we're going to talk about how, you know, how will that affect Dak's future? Um, but we got some other things to talk about just besides that. Let's get right into it, though, Red, with this Jonathan Taylor news. It feels, felt like that was possibly going to be the biggest news of the entire week until nothing happened. <laughs> And yeah, it was kind of shocking for a lot of people, I think, to not see that move happen. So, you know, just give me your thoughts on the overall this whole thing with Jonathan Taylor. How how can you request a trade and then not get traded and then just come back and everything be normal, man? Well, there's just no way it's going to be normal. Yeah, right? You know, it's basically like, hey, I'm here to do this. You know, we can. You know, kind of like when, like, two people get a divorce, mm. but they're like, all right, man, we still got a kid. <laughs> like, we, we got to make this That's work great. a little bit. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of the same thing where it's like, all right, we're still, you know, I don't think he wants to be bad. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't want to hurt his trade value, you know, more. But also, like, the Colts want to be good. So, they kind of just got to meet in the middle, but. Man, it's just ridiculous to me that the Colts were asking for as much as they – like, have they not seen, like, the market for the past, like, five years? Like, that's one of the biggest things this offseason is, like, running backs aren't getting paid. Yep. Like, you know, there's not a lot of compensation for trading running backs. You think you're going to get Jalen Waddle? Hmm. Christian I don't Wilkins. know if you saw that, but apparently they asked for Jalen Waddle. I saw they asked for Christian club. Wilkins, too. Like what? <laughs> they think this is Madden. Like that's yeah, not gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, that's what they think. <laughs> I just, 
I mean, you know, I want if he wants to leave so bad, I want him to be happy, I guess. But I mean, I just don't see with them unless they, you know, lower the asking price. I just don't see how it's going to work out. Yeah, that's the thing is like that asking price was the thing for me. It's like it, I don't know if anything really came out. I think it was a first round pick at least. Um, that's what they were. That's about. too much. I wouldn't even give up. I would give up maybe one second round pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's but a, like it's a running back. Like also, bro, I hate to cut you off, but like if you're trying to develop a rookie quarterback, is this the type of drama you want going mm. on? Mm. Like he's just gonna show up and then, hey, I'm getting all the reps. I have no chemistry with our starting quarterback. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's 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 one of those things, man. It's just uh, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Honestly, on both sides. It's like from the from the franchise's standpoint, you're out here overvaluing a guy. I know he was the best running back in the league in 2020 going into the last season. I get that. He was special the year before. No one's questioning what he can do on a football field. It's it's the reality of that running back position that is so prevalent now when you talk about it. It's this market, this whole market issue. It's not like it's not like this is new. It's been happening for the past couple seasons. We've talked about that in other pods. And I just – I personally have no idea how it's going to work. How do you a, – a player comes to you wanting to re- request a trade. You immediately say, we're not trading them. And then you give them the permission to seek trades. And then they you say, okay, no, 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 we can't. We're not doing that. They, you're not <laughs> yeah. valuing it. We're not val- you're not valuing him to what we think he's um, – his talent's at. And it's just like – I just have no idea how it's going to work anymore. It's how do you have a guy that wants to get out and then comes back into this building? Even if he does, I don't even know if he comes back and plays for this team. So I don't, I just don't understand it, man. Plus it's like, I mean, the other teams know the Colts don't have the leverage here. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if he doesn't play, they're the ones like, you know how, if you had Jonathan Taylor, why couldn't, with how bad that division is, why couldn't that team, you know, get seven wins, hmm. six of them being in the division? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Or eight wins. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, know, but without him, like, and you want Evan Noel out there, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, terrible. you know, shout out Evan Noel, but, like, come on, man. Yeah, I got to look at this Colts depth chart, man. I got to look at this real quick. What is what is this running back position? Yeah, Zach Moss is out. Evan Nolan, Deion Jackson. Oh, jeez. If Zach Moss is playing, then it's diff. That's a little different, I guess. But I mean, come on, dude. Like, but even Zach Moss, man, like he's he's probably a little bit older. And then it's like he was never good. No. He was always like, oh yeah, he's average. He's a two. He's a two. You know, he comes in at maybe when a player goes down and stuff, and is okay, but. Yeah, he's like never he can been that guy. keep the lead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I just, I get, I don't know, man. It's one of those things for me. I, I, I feel it on both sides though, because for me, it's like you let this guy go so you could trade, and then you don't get get him traded. So it feels like it's just he deserves to be in a spot where he's wanted, and there was teams that wanted him. You know, I saw Miami putting out trade offers. Uh, the Packers were a mystery team, apparently. The Chiefs, the Bills. It's like he had suitors, and I know you don't want to trade him to the Chiefs. I get that. You don't want to help the best team, 
one of the best teams in the league become even better. Two of them, the, the Bills and Miami, you know, and then and then I, I was really shocked by the Packers. That one threw me a, a little off. Apparently, there was a mystery team in the trade talks. Um, I guess you would have gave up AJ Dillon. He becomes the power back with um, Aaron Jones there, but yeah, it's uh, I get, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I want to know what those trade offers were really looking like personally. What was the best offer? That was my that's my only thing in this whole situation. I just want to know what that best offer was so I can kind of like gauge it and be like, "Okay, I get it." Like if they were only offered like a fourth and a fifth and maybe a player, then I was like, "Okay. All right, maybe maybe you got a point, but it's like like you said, I'm not giving a first for a running back anymore unless it's like a 22-year-old superstar, Brink superstar, a player that has had no injury history. You know, that's the only running back I'm trading for. I'm not trading for a guy that has has not been able to stay healthy for the past uh, season. And, you know, when he was back, he wasn't that same player, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, the Panthers didn't even get a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. And he's the Like, best. just be realistic. You know what I mean? Like, if you can get – a second and a fourth for Jonathan Taylor, do it. Yeah. If you can get AJ Dillon and a fifth round pick, or AJ, I mean AJ Dillon and a third round pick, why not do that? Like mm, that sounds like a good deal to me. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Let's saving see. money on cap. I was say, how old is AJ Dillon? Age, because Jonathan, there. Look at this, Jonathan Taylor, twenty four. AJ Dillon, twenty five. Come on. Come on. A.J. Dillon has not nearly as much wear and tear on his body. He's been the two in Green Bay for the past few seasons. Dog in college. Dog. Like, oh, that's that's a weird one for me. Mm. All right. Let's move on from Jonathan Taylor. Kind of feel bad for the guy. He deserves better, in my opinion. Let's move on to your Cowboys. They made a move. We haven't been able to talk about it. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, actually, since our fantasy draft um, has happened. So let's let's actually do it on this pod. Let's get it talk about it a little bit more in depth the Cowboys traded for Trey Lance it was for a fourth round pick right yeah fourth round pick for Trey Lance I'll let you start this one off it's your team you know what's your thoughts on the move overall and does this affect does this impact you know Dak's future so I like the move man Mm -hmm. like and you know I'm not saying that you're saying this but I don't see how anyone could think that mm. this is like a competition with Dak. Yes. You know what I mean? I just I don't see that that you're just you're digging for something mm. at that point just to write about like I mean it was a fourth round pick for a dude who got what is it, two first round picks traded <laughs> or given up so they could uh take him. So it's like <clears throat> like plus there's this new roster rule where you can have a third quarterback on your roster and at yes. night he doesn't have to be a part of your 53-man roster. Yes. He can suit up on game day. He just can only play as your uh, like as your emergency, so if the first two go down. Mm. But, like, so they can have him in that role if they want to for just the whole year and him just learn. And then, you know, God forbid, next year uh, – Dak go down for four or five games, you got a dude who you can do a lot of different stuff with. Hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't want to give Cooper Rush a decent backup. Call. Like, I like Cooper Rush, but, like, he's not somebody I want to 
give money to, if yep. that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yep. All respect to the guy. If you Bush. can get him cheap, then yeah, like it, it'd be awesome. But you know what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. plus, man, you got what better scout team quarterback do you have for Jalen Hurts to mirror Jalen Hurts? Like, mm. I didn't think I mean, I just, like it's I like only that. a fourth round pick. Like, yeah. it's not. Plus, who's to say by week? 16 going into the playoffs that Cooper Rush isn't your emergency quarterback. You have Trey Lance active, but he only comes in a couple times a game to run some wildcat. Mm. You know what I mean? Do a little bit of stuff like that. Like he can come in in the red zone, you know, if you want to just get his confidence up throughout the year a little bit. Mm. I mean, the dude's only 23, I think 24 at the most. So why not? Yeah. You know, I'm right there with you, man. The more I've seen on Twitter is it's literally, which, you know, I'm not an insider, obviously. I just follow people on Twitter. But from everything I've seen, the people who tweet about this stuff have said, like, yeah, the Cowboys just saw it as, like, why not? Like, why not? (laughs) And, by the way, the trade details on that move specifically, three first-round picks and a third-round pick. Yeah, so, bro, (laughs) why not, like, Clearly, I mean, there's a good chance he doesn't work out. It's a fourth-round pick. You can get that. If you really want that, then maybe you do trade Dante Fowler. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that's impossible to get back. Yeah. Uh, It's so weird for me, man. I hate, I hate. It's so frustrating, the media attention this has gotten. It passed, like, all week, all week. And I I like Get Up on ESPN. It's a good show. I like Greeny. But the the – the weird narratives they put on that show are so odd, man. This whole idea that Dak is gone. Dak's out the door, bro. Is- look, man, look, not even saying this as a homer, Dak gets disrespected too much. I mean, it's the Cowboys. He is not, you he is not a top eight quarterback, okay? But they talk about him like he's like Daniel Jones. Mm. And I don't mean Daniel Jones is bad, but they're talking about Dak like he's freaking – Quarterback 19. Yep. But, dude, at worst, Dak is, like, 12, 13. You yep. know what I mean? Like, at worst, like, in my opinion, he's right there at, like, number 10, number 11 in that range. Like, but he gets talked about, like, which I get it. It's just the Cowboys. But, I mean, it's just – it's ridiculous at this point. Bro. It was a fourth-round pick. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with you, man. It's like Dak is the guy in Dallas. It's – until until proven otherwise, in my opinion, like he's done literally nothing to lose that job in any capacity. We saw what Cooper Rush did; goes undefeated. That that no one even there was people stupid people. Well, he he lost one game against the Eagles. That's right. So yeah, he did lose that one game. But it's like, and there were still stupid people out there saying mm-hmm. that Cooper Rush has done enough to earn this job, and it's just like. No. What is Dak? What is Dak done to deserve this disrespect, man? It's like this guy comes in, wins Rookie of the Year when he shouldn't have, you know. Comes in, brings this team to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, and has them in a game that they should have won against Green Bay. And it's just like, it's so frustrating to me. And it's like, I get it. It's like the Cowboys. It's it's an easy team to hate. No disrespect, and I get it. It's like there's a lot of fans in that that team's culture that are hard to it's hard that's the reason it's hard but all my cowboy fans that are my friends 
you know, they're they're respectful. They understand what this whole situation is like. They are like you, uh, Austin. Yeah. It's like y'all understand and y'all are realistic fans when it comes to not being a homer all the time. Realistic expectations for your team, and it's like, I, I just don't understand this narrative being thrown around media right now. I do think though, I don't want to say completely that this move is not a, at least a little bit of a pressure cooker. It's like, I think it's great for a quarterback like Dak who has come in, takes the job from Tony Romo. He's never felt pressure behind him. You know, Tony Romo yeah. felt that pressure immediately when they drafted Jack, Dak Prescott, it felt like. So when when you get a guy like Trey Lance, I think it's good for Dak. Not in a sense where he's like, oh, they're trying to replace me. But maybe maybe he's more like, okay, they got a guy behind me. You know, they got this kid behind me that's 23 years old, is an athlete, and he played very good in college even though he played very little amount. It's like, I don't think he's thinking they're trying to replace me, but maybe he's like, all right, all right, there's a little bit of competition behind me. It's not just Cooper Rush anymore, no defense to Cooper yeah. Rush, but it's like there's this young athlete that was drafted number two overall. It's like, all right, all right, here we go. All right, maybe this maybe this puts brings the best out in Dak, in my opinion. And what you said, my favorite point, is this kid can be used more than just as a starting freaking quarterback. San Fran used him first year, his first season. It was I love this role. I think he could be a perfect little Wildcat quarterback option quarterback, and then it's not like the kid can't throw. Throw him in there like a yeah, Taysom dude, Hill Let him do thing. some RPOs. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's just I hate the picture that's been painted on this whole situation. It's it's like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I think it's smart. I think it's it's a great idea. Who's to say that Cooper Rush is not quarterback two for right now, like you said? It's like yeah, he knows I, I the think system. Cooper Rush is – without a doubt, going to be quarterback, too, for at least, like, first 10 weeks yeah, of the season. Exactly. And it's like maybe when you get to, like, week 15, no one's – no one – obviously no one's wishing this, but re- injuries are a reality. And it's like, all right, maybe he gets down and things happen. It's a reality in this sport where we've seen quarterbacks go down, a kid comes in and balls out, takes the job. I don't think that's a situation like this. But it's nice to have a, a 23-year-old athlete of a quarterback behind Dak maybe at week 15. You lose him for the next, last three weeks of the season. He comes in and just, you know, holds, holds the, the ship uh, from, you know, sinking, you know. Maybe he yeah. can do that for this team. And I just – my only thing is just, you know, once again, I hate this whole entire narrative being pushed around. It's obviously – I get it. Like I said, it's the Cowboys. They're going to push any narrative they can on this team to make them look worse than they actually are. There's a lot of haters out there, but um, I just – I don't get it, you know. And it's also one of these things where it's like, why are we doing this to Trey Lance, you know? That's even – this kid's had the craziest expectations on his back from day one being drafted number two when we can all agree he shouldn't have been drafted number two. Everyone saw the talent, but he only played 17 games in college, you know? And yeah. like, this expectations that have been put on him uh, from day one, and then he goes to the Cowboys, and now they're saying he's the – He's the next heir apparent to take this job. It's like, let's just slow down on this kid. Let's slow down a little bit and just say, all right, let's let him just kind of develop behind Dak. Let's see what he can do in this offense. Maybe throw him in there every now and then. And, and you know, just let him be a backup quarterback for a little bit, for God's sakes. He's had this dang pressure yeah. on him to be the guy in San Francisco when he wasn't, wasn't even equipped to be the guy. So I like the move for Dallas. 
I want to say that I think is a smart move. It's one of those moves where, like you said, why not? Why not go get a, yeah. a good backup quarterback? That can and then next games? year, look, give this dude literally, literally next season, give him 70% of the preseason snaps. Yes. Because yes. he needs to play. That's the main thing. It's like he's got so much raw potential. His main thing is he just hasn't played a lot yes. over a long period of time. Like, I mean, you know, he played high school, started one year in college, took a year off. Mm-hmm. And then it's like played, I don't know, a couple games as a rookie, played two games as a sophomore in the NFL, gets hurt. So it's like he just – I'm not going to say it's been unfair because the 49ers have showed that they can win with Brock Purdy. But, I mean, he just – he needs reps yes. more than anything. Yes. So it's like – I mean, you know, I'm not going to go back over everything, but it's just like why not? Hundred percent agree, man. Hundred percent agree. What? Just why not? Just why not? Let him. Let him be him. Let's. Uh, let's. Let's. Uh, oh, we lost Ethan. No. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, Carson's calling me right now. No pod. I think he wanted to make a post. Uh, he doesn't know we're doing a podcast right now. Um, let's get this thing moving on, though. We could talk about old Dallas and and Trey Lance forever. Let's go to Von Miller. Let's make this uh, – uh, we'll make this one kind of quick. Um, he's on the PUP list still, uh, physically unable to perform list. He will miss their first four games. Simple enough. Does this affect the Bills' start? I'll start this one off for us. Um, I got the, th- the four teams that he will be missing out uh, when he comes to play. Jets, Raiders, Commanders, and Dolphins. I mean, mm. if, if you're losing – Von Miller for th- four games, you are not terribly mad that those are four games. The one thing that's scary is that there's two divisional opponents, and those two divisional opponents are the two teams that have a legitimate chance to win the division besides the Bills themselves. So yeah. that is a little <coughs> a little frightening if I was a Bills fan. I mean, we know, everyone knows what this guy brought to this team last year. I mean, um, the impact that he had. I mean, he was a game-wrecker last year for this team. It was shades of MVP Von Miller, in my opinion, uh, at times. And um, like I said, I think this can affect – we saw the kind of the decline in this defense once he got hurt last year. It's like this defense was – like the year before, they were statistically the best defense in the league. I think every person on the planet could agree that they were not the best defense. Statistically, cool. They got a lot of touchdowns, a lot of interceptions. They weren't the best team that year. And then last year – when he was playing, people were like, okay, this defense is legit. You got a legit pass rusher that's game re- game wrecker, so you don't have to rely on these corners to make all the plays anymore. And, you know, they were looking legit on defense and to a point where they were probably one of the better teams in the league when he was at his peak. So, for me, without him on this team, I know you had an all-off all season to prepare without him on the team or, or performing without him. So, I don't know if it, like, is – a major impact I think you won't be able to tell the impact until he comes back but I do think you have an opportunity the Bills might possibly lose two of those four games to start this season when it comes to the Jets and the Dolphins they should not lose to the Raiders and Commanders Commanders are no no slouch though I don't want to disrespect them too much but um, Jets game one that's a tough first game and then the Dolphins in week four Dolphins might be clicking by then. So, for me, I do think it has a potential to impact at least two games in those four four games. 
Yeah, dude, I'm going to be honest. Is it, like, is it not a bad thing to just have this much dependence on Von Miller? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't think that's, like, he's, what, 36 years old with a very big injury history? Like, if that's your championship plan. He's 34. Right, he's 34, so. 34, but, like, 34 (laughs) – you know, stand-up edge rusher, but, like, dude, he's got an injury history. Like, why is that your – you know what I mean? You can't just say, like, well, we didn't have Von Miller. Mm. It's like, well, I mean, you should have known you weren't going to have him for half the season. Like, I don't know. I I think it is going to impact him. For one, I don't understand them trading Boogie Basham now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they have – I like Gregory Rousseau, but, like, he's not a number one at all. Leonard Floyd is okay, I guess. He can be, like, a like a third down rusher, but I don't know. That It just – it feels like they have too much dependence on Von Miller. Yeah. It, it, it kind of – yeah, I, I actually like that point because, like you said, he's 34 and he's still your best pass rusher. He's your best lineman to a point. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've got some good interior linemen, but still, it's like he was their most impactful, at least. It's like I mean, you have Ed Oliver, but like yeah. he's what he's good, but like he's like what the the like eighth best defensive tackle. Yeah, it's like he's not like some some superstar. I'm looking at it right now. You got Greg Rousseau, AJ Espin Espineza. Uh, I remember him getting drafted. Too. Yeah, he's another guy that needs to. Maybe Espinenza. He yeah. he's a little older, I think. Yeah, he is. He is. He's only twenty four. I remember him getting drafted. So I mean, he's a, he's a youngster. He needs to kind of take that step forward. It feels like words Ed Oliver, and then Jordan Phillips. That's another good defensive tackle. Daquan Jones, another good one. Um, Von Miller, obviously he's out. And then Leonard Floyd, so that's a, that's a guy that's got to take a step forward. Shaq Lawson, I mean, he's older, but he's uh, he's still he can still be an impact player. So, you know, you got players on the defensive line, but it's no doubt that Von Miller at his peak is the best on that defensive line. So I definitely think it will impact their start to the season. Let's go through this one. This one's another PUP player. Kyler Murray. He's out for the first four games, at least. It feels like he might not play at all this year. And the weird thing, we talked about it in the fantasy draft. We we're kind of happy for the guy. Colt McCoy gets cut. What? No. Yep. What the heck? This guy had an opportunity to, to take the reins. And now people are wondering, does this mean they're tanking for Caleb? What do you think on that narrative, Ethan? Well, look, man, I don't like Jonathan Gannon. He's just – cheesy as hell you know what i mean i literally i'm got madden 24 pulled up i'm probably gonna probably gonna play it for a minute after this and fire like, him or no nah, i'm yeah i'm just replaced him I'm, I'm already got it set up i'm doing a franchise with the card screw that guy but dude he just or i'm not saying him but even what i just said i don't think a coach in the NFL is going to just openly tank. Mm. Like, that's just – I don't see how you could. You know, I think the front office and GM can talk about 
tanking and basically set up the coach to have to tank. You know what I mean? But I think he's still trying to win every game. But I think this is basically the front office, you know, saying, yeah, we're essentially just tanking. Mm. Like, I mean, first of all, we didn't even talk about this. Trey Lance for a fourth, Josh Dobbs for a fifth. Mm. Think Mm. about it like that and tell me if that Trey Lance move wasn't just for – it clearly was just for nothing if you think about it in that term. Like – Josh Dobbs for a fifth, man. Hmm. Honestly, I hope Clayton Toon gets in. I mean, look, hey. I like Josh Dobbs. He's a veteran, but he's at least gotten his moment a couple times. Yes. Damn Let Clayton right. Toon get in there. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's Clayton Toon season, baby. That's what I was about to say. It's time for him to come in and prove that he is an NFL talent. I think, honestly, yeah, Dobbs is going to start, I think, day one. Hey, let's throw him in there. Dobbs starts, you know, playing like Dobbs. You know, he's, he's a terrible. He's not a great player. You know, don't want to disrespect him or nothing, but you know, kind of doesn't show uh, talent. You got this rookie behind him. Hey, throw him in there. Throw him in there. Don't be surprised if this kid comes in and says he's got NFL skills, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why didn't they trade for Trey Lance? That's a real. That's a really good. That's a. Uh, it, I guess interdivision. You know, it's hard to trade yeah. in division. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to give up any draft capital really much. True. I mean, I know they gave up a fifth, but the goal in tanking, I guess, is to not. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. You want to kind of keep as many picks as possible. But man, even though like. We need to get off of Trey Lance, but, like, that'd be the perfect situation, just not trying to win. You can just get so many reps and just mess up and it'd be okay. Yep. That's the type of situation he needs to be in. Damn, yeah, dang right, bro. Dang right. But, yeah, this is, this is basically them being like, yeah, Caleb Williams, you know, go ahead and start looking for apartments. <laughs> <laughs> Like if, Get ready, you know, bro. If you, you can, if you sign up job for applications before in. Christmas, you'll save a lot of money. It's basically <laughs> what they're saying. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. All right, let's move on from this guy. Cardinals are going to be terrible this year. We all know that. All right, let's give a little bit of a shout-out, though. We'll make this kind of quick and get to these picks. Jason Brownlee, Southern Miss Golden Eagle, makes the 53-man roster. For the New York Jets, you gotta love it. You gotta you gotta kind of admire the guy the guy's grit and determination to make the league undrafted still. And uh, he's in a. I want to highlight this: a receiver room with Garrett Wilson, McCole Hardman, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Xavier Gibson, and Irvin Charles. You got a lot of talent around you to learn from, and you know it's kind of cool to see him. You know, make it over some of these kids. Uh, that are you know on waivers and free in free agency now. When it comes to receivers, there's a lot of talent out there, and for him to make that roster, it's like impressive, you know. But I oh, think yeah. I think we could all agree though, you know, watching him last season, you you we saw the NFL skill set, you know, we saw where the NFL scouts could, would be like, okay, this kid, this kid's got some major skills on the outside, big body, long arms, big hands has jumping ability, has legitimate, decent speed, you know, for the NFL, for NFL receiver, especially at his size. So we all saw it. There was things that were a little weird, you know. He wasn't a perfect route runner, I would say, but, you know, I mean, he had – He's just gritty. Gritty, you know. He's just – 
he just I don't know, man. He's just he'll get in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> dude, exactly. And he's got that he's just got that NFL receiver body, man. It's just he had a lot of attributes that was those NFL scouts like. So just kinda wanted to shout him out. Good Oh yeah. I mean you know, just being real quick, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's in a great situation. Because yes. For one, you know Aaron Rodgers has a lot of say. Mm. So I'm sure this was partially due to them having some good chemistry in yes. camp. Dude, they had some a lot of they had some highlights, man. That's cool to see. Oh, yeah. But also, like, Brownlee's playing special teams. Mm. You know, I'm not going to say he – I'm not going to say he didn't win the spot, but Corey Davis retiring was, he was probably so excited. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like, let's oh. go. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, he's the wide receiver five, maybe six. Like, dude, play special teams. You're not going to be needed on offense. You know, you might finish with like 10, 20 catches max, not really be a piece in the offense. And the next year, he can come out and honestly compete for like the number four receiver job and then you know be a 30 catch guy who's you know actually like getting plays called for him and is actually making like an impact and you know people look at stuff like that and think like oh that guy sucks yeah like you know people who are like average fans that just think if you don't put up a thousand yards but it's like dude this dude was undrafted and runs mm. a four six yeah yeah <laughs> and like isn't you know six five two twenty, like he's a very average build. So it's like if you can start off next season as a wide receiver four, and you know after this year get you a decent little contract, like dude, that's a win <laughs> easily, yeah. easily man, easily. It's just undrafted. It's so cool to see you know these kids get an opportunity. Kids, he's older than me. Um, <laughs> these guys get an opportunity. And you know it's cool. It's just cool. You know everyone was rooting for him back home, and for him to actually make the team. He had so many highlights, man. Those that one-handed catch was awesome. You know the the fade the back of the end zone where he beat Sauce, even though I think he face masked him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, it's just cool. It's just cool to see him actually get that opportunity. Like you said, situations things happen where you kind of in your favor. So um, just wanted to highlight old Jason Brown, like Golden Eagle. Well-deserved. Let's get to these rapid-fire game picks. NFL, we got week one. We're going to go through all these games. Rapid-fire. Not going to stay here too long. Try and keep these games to about a minute to two minutes each and uh, get out of here and, you know, get this podcast uploaded for tomorrow, like we said, Sunday. So let's go through it, man. Thursday night football game one of this week. What a game, too. Chiefs versus Lions. Chiefs are a a six-and-a-half Point favorite over under at fifty four. Red, what do you think? You got any game points on this and a and a score prediction for us? Man, look, I like the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're getting a little overhyped. That's another you know? team. That's another team. At the end of the day, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Mm. You know, I like them, but let's not act like they were. Like they're not a freaking Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh man, trust Patrick me. Mahomes himself is a Super Bowl contender. Mm. So mm. <laughs> I got the Chiefs here. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it'll be ugly or anything. I think you know Detroit's offense is legit. Um, ben Johnson is probably gonna. He honestly could have been a head coach this year. Mm. I think he would have been a lot better than Jonathan Gannon. I'm just being honest, but. Mm. 
next season he's probably for sure going to get um, an off or a head coaching job. So Lions will score points, but I think the Chiefs will win. I think it's score. I'm going to go 27-21 Chiefs. Very similar, very similar scores for me. I think Chiefs, Chiefs, uh, it feels weird because we're hearing a lot of this. Chiefs are going to be, it's going to be a down year for the Chiefs, down year for the Chiefs. A down year for the Chiefs is a two seed, you know? <laughs> well, didn't they say that uh, last year? <laughs> exactly. It's so. every freaking year. They lost Tyreek. They're going to be, it's going to be a down year, down year. This year they don't, they don't have a, they don't have a guy. It's, it's a down year, down year. They don't have Chris Jones. It's a down year. All right. I'll believe it when I see it, y'all. Uh, I, I agree. I think the Chiefs, the com- the camaraderie will will show out game one, and I think we're going to see some young receivers make some big time plays early on, and kind of kind of just shut up some pl- people out there that are saying that this is like a that this is a like this this skill set unit, this skill player unit is not good. So, in my opinion, I think we're going to see you know. I think we're going to see a good Chiefs team ready to go. But I think Detroit has a lot of fight in them. I think we're going to see a, a, a lot of a grit and determination. That's what this team's built on. So I think they fight and they really try to win this game. But I think the Chiefs are just going to be a little too much offensively. I got 27-24. to 24. Let's go to the next game. It's a 12 o'clock game um, on Sunday. We got... The Falcons versus the Panthers. This is a fun game. These two teams are kind of going to be competing uh, in this NFC South as long as with my New Orleans Saints. Um, but uh, these two teams, you know, young quarterbacks, you know, uh, I'll start this one off for us. Young quarterbacks, you got, you got a lot of skill when it comes to the Falcons. The Panthers feel like they're a little bit further off, even though, you know, Adam Thielen's been balling preseason and then and then practice apparently and Bryce Young finally getting that first touchdown and stuff so a lot of things for the Panthers fans to be happy about excited about pumped up about but for me it's just when it comes to talent I think we can all agree Atlanta's got more talent right now than the Panthers I mean Falcons talent I would I would be willing to say that they're a they got top 15 top definitely top 20 I would push it about top 15 talent in the league you know on their roster, it's just about the youth of that talent and um, you know quarterback play for me. So it's it's one of those things. It's just they got talent everywhere, but it's gonna be. I think it's still gonna be a process to build. But for this game specifically, I got Atlanta winning, kind of coming out guns a blazing and uh, getting that cover twenty one to seventeen Atlanta Falcons. And here we go, another similar score. Yep. Um, you know. I don't want to give away too much uh, for the power rankings, but I may have Atlanta the highest ranked team in the NFC South. Mm. You know, maybe not on paper, but I think they might win it all, man. Look, if you if, if someone told you at the end of the year Atlanta was third in all rushing yards, oh. would you be surprised? I would honestly be shocked they're not number two. <laughs> Dude, that's – so if – I mean, look, Desmond Ritter, if you can be, you know, Gardner Minshew, mm. I mean, I mean, if not, Heineke is serviceable. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yep. bro, you could throw Mike White in there, mm. and I think they could win seven games yep. with at least how good this running game should be. Mm. Like, 
but also Arthur Smith, it's getting a little too you're running out of excuses at this point. You got Algier, Patterson, and the freaking eighth overall pick, Bijan. So mm-hmm. you gotta make this work. But and then the Panthers, man. So I'm gonna take the Falcons. I got them winning twenty one thirteen. Okay. I think the Panthers team, look, I like Thielen. I think it was a good pickup because, you know, if he's your number two or three, like you got a good veteran for a young quarterback or a veteran receiver for a young quarterback, that's like always important in my opinion. Yes. But he's not a game changer. Mm-hmm. DJ Chark may not even play. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to put a lot on Bryce Young, like coming out the gate. I don't think they probably, in my opinion, won't be good for a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you know, till things maybe get clicking. So I think they're probably going to struggle put together points. I got Atlanta winning 21-13. I think they probably come out in the second half with a lead and just kind of coast. Coast. Yeah, I think I think for both of these teams, I think offense early on is going to be a little – not that Atlanta's going to have – they have a lack of talent. I think it's just going to be figuring out what kind of offense we're going to run. So is, is, uh, is this stat line for Desmond Ritter good enough mm. to win the game? 16 of 24, 170 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, five rushes for 21 yards. Bro, if he can do that, that might be all they need. That's, yeah. I mean, especially when Bijan and Algier are getting three touchdowns to, together. They both got 15 rushes for 68 yards. Yeah. Like, you know, just something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By committee, I think I think I can agree on that. It's This running game is going to be lethal, man. There's they got so much talent on the in the running game. So, And a great coach when it comes to creating offenses that are based around the run game. So I think we agree. Atlanta's got a lot of talent. And as me as a Saints fan, it's hard for me to say that, but – uh, I am a realist. I understand what kind of skill set they have over there in the ATL. Let's move on, though. The Buccaneers versus the Vikings, another NFC South opponent, but they will be facing the Vikings out there in the NFC North. I just want to say this real quick before I make my prediction on this one. Minnesota has gotten way too much disrespect, in my opinion, this offseason. I don't know how you feel about them. For me, I don't know where all these these, these ESPN – you know, talk heads out here talking about how the pant, excuse me, the Packers, the Bears, you know, the the, the Lions are going to win this division. And the Vikings literally, literally on get up one morning. No one out of four people had the Minnesota Vikings winning the division. They Two of them had the, well, one of them had the Lions, one of them had the Packers, and one of them had the freaking Bears. And I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did this disrespect come from? And, I mean, as a Saints fan as well, I should never be, you know, out here defending the Vikings as much misery as they've given me. But out here, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man, that, you know, this team started off so good last year, wins the division, and all of a sudden they're just bad. They get the best receiver in the league. They're just, just bad. They're not going to – I'm not saying they're going to be a lock to win this division. Jordan Addison. It's like, dude, what 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 is this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to harp on it too much, but it's like – it's like this division is not like they're like stacked. It's like all these other teams are just like obviously better. I'm not saying they're a lot to win the division, but well, well. But um, for me in this game, uh, I think we're going to see the Vikings' talent and 
once again, that camaraderie working in their favor. Tampa Bay is just ah, not high on them at all. You know, I think Tampa Bay is going to be struggling once one of those one of those teams are going to be struggling early on. I think they're going to be struggling on defense and offense personally. And uh, I think Vikings come out and make a statement win, thirty-one to sixteen. Man, I like it. I like it. So you know, I mean, to me, the Vikings—they're just kind of there. Like, I don't know. I don't take them that seriously, if that makes sense. Like, I do think they've been disrespected because I easily think though I'm not going to say it's a lock because I think that division is one of the closest divisions. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they should be favored to win that division. Like, I don't – if they're not, I just don't get it. At least one out of four people should pick the Vikings in my opinion. Yeah, I just don't think that they're, like, a contender really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not saying that either. And, you know, the Bucks, I don't think they're really – if they are trying to win, I don't really get it. <laughs> but, man, look, taking the Buccaneers in this one. You're wild, bro. You're, you're so Taking crazy. the Buccaneers you're in this crazy, one. You're a crazy man. After my spiel, you're going to still pick that starry-ass team? Baker's going to come out sling it. Look, the Buccaneers mm. don't have a good defense, you know, don't have a great offense. Mm. They're going to be down by a lot. Bro, you can't tell me that Baker might not have not a 30 for 30 like Jameis, but he might have a Jameis stat line where he's just slinging it 4,000 yards, 50 games, 25 touchdowns, yeah. and 18 picks. Yeah, something like, crazy. <laughs> like, dude, you know, if you told me Tampa Bay wins this game because Minnesota comes out and has, you know, say Madison is slow, mm. Kirk throws a pick, you know. I got Tampa winning 28-27. Wow. I think it'll be close, but look, I think Baker's going to come out slinging for like a week or two, maybe three. There's going to be some buzz like, oh, they're thinking about re-signing Baker to a long-term deal now. Mm. He could be the future. Todd Bowles loves Baker Mayfield. And then by like week 10, they're going to be talking about putting in Kyle Trask and (laughs) seeing what he's got, seeing if they can salvage the season. (laughs) Man, uh, I, I got to disrespect you on that one. I don't know where you're coming from from that one. You did say you had some some picks against the against the norm, so I, I hear you. Look, I hear man, you, man, I hear they you. still got they still got some options. I think their I think their options on offense are underrated. I'll say it. Oh no, one hundred percent. It's I mean, still got Chris Godwin, Kate Otten. Yeah, to have a good season. He's a dog. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. We know how good those players are. They did lose Russell Gage, but you know. Who's a running back? Ronald Jones, Rashad White, Rashad White. So that kid, he's been he's been uh, kind of waiting for his moment. So I don't know. I hear you though. We'll I hear you, man. I hear you. Let's move on. Bengals versus Browns. This is a very hard game to pick for a lot of people out there. And um, this one's a this one's a gonna be a fun one. I think it's at the Browns. Uh, let me see. Yeah, at Browns. This is a twelve o'clock kickoff. Cincinnati is a two-point favorite. Red, what you got in this one? Man, I like Cincinnati here. You know, uh, Cincinnati, honestly, it's kind of crazy. They're projected at 11 and a half wins. That's their over and under. Mm. That's a little high, <laughs> in my opinion. Like That's maybe putting a little bit that's too hard much. To, yeah, 11 hard to get to, man. Um, but I think they win this game. You know, I do think the Browns have – 
a top they might have a top five roster in the league, in my opinion. You know, it's just mm-hmm. they still got so many unproven's, but if everything goes right, that roster is so good. But I think either way, Deshaun Watson, I don't think he's going to st- – if he finishes the year good, that wouldn't surprise me. You know, if he's 80% of himself by the end of the year and, you know, they're a wild card team, like, okay. I don't think he's going to start off very, very good. He may not be terrible, but – I think he'll look maybe average for a little bit. You know, I got the Bengals winning. I think it'll be somewhat of a close game just because of the Browns' defense. I got it 23-17, but it may not be as close as it looks. Yeah, I'm with you. The Browns' talent is is just – it's eye-popping. When you re- we'll look at their roster. Uh, they I follow them on Instagram, and they posted their roster, and I was like, geez, they got talent everywhere, man. It's literally every position they've got – a good players and it's it's uh i think it's one of those things where i think it's going to take a couple games a couple weeks in the season to mesh it's a new team a lot of new talent deshaun watson is trying to become trying to get back to that former self of just this absolute star almost in this league when it comes to quarterback play and, and so i i think i think for me it's just cincinnati once again they're a team they've been here they've they they know each other, man. They got a lot of talent still, and I just think that that team being together for so much longer is going to benefit them early on this season. So I got Cincinnati as well. Joe Burrow's back. It'd be different if Joe Burrow wasn't back. But, um, yeah, it's early on. I think Cincinnati will just be a better team. So I got Cincinnati. You know, I don't think this score like – like I completely agree with you when it comes to the defensive play. Uh, for Cincinnati, uh, for Cleveland, I think that they're going to be a big part of you know just you know them kind of surviving early on this season while this offense kind of figures out what they're doing. But uh, for this first game, I got I got Cincinnati kind of dialing in and offense looks good, twenty seven to twenty one. All right, let's get to the Jags versus Colts interdivision matchup. I'll start us off here, Jacksonville four and a half point favorites. This one's a fun one. I think Jacksonville comes out and guns a blazing. I think the Colts, you know, just look like a the youngest team in the league. I think they look like that team. I think they might have a lot yep. of mistakes. I think it's just for me, Jaguars has something to prove this year. They know they have to win this division. They're the best team in this division. They 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 have to win this division. That's what they feel like, in my opinion. So. I think right now Jags come out, offense looks good, defense is stern, and they win this game 28-17 for me. I like it. I like it. You know, I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, I think the Colts are going to struggle at first. I mean, they're not really in a position to compete. The Jags, man, I mean, they're just – they're returning a lot of starters. They ended last year very strong. You know, arguably a top five quarterback in the league already. And, like, if you just go off projection and where he ended last season. He's so good, man. <laughs> I'm not going to say I agree with that. I think he will definitely be by the end of this year. But, you know, I got the Jags winning. I don't think it will be close. I got him winning 28-13. Yeah. Yep. I like that pick. Completely agree with that. 49ers versus Steelers. This is a – 
Two and a half point favorites uh, are the 49ers. Obviously, Brock Purdy coming back from that injury seems like he will be playing week one. So that, that definitely changes some things in people's eyes. So start us off, Red, what you got in this game? Man, look, I like the Steelers. I like the hype they're getting. You still got Matt Canada as your offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. You still got Najee Harris, who, look, I'll say I don't think Najee's that good. I, I think I just saw a report, actually. You keep talking. I wanted to pull that up. Oh, I got you. I, in my opinion, Najee's a bottom half running back in the league. Jalen Warren, I think, is very, very solid. Mm. You know, um, I like the I like the hype they're getting. Kenny is going to take a step up this year, but man, I think the Forty ers are going to win this game. You know, you got Brock Purdy who has looked solid. Um, he doesn't have to, you know, be amazing. You got McCaffrey. You got Eli Mitchell, George Kittle. Like they're just they probably have the best roster overall in the league. So, you know. I got the 49ers winning. I do think it'll be closer than it should be. I got them winning. I'll go 27-20. I hear you. All right. Eventually. All right, yeah, that's it. This is the report. Looks like Jalen Warren might be running back number one week one. Good. 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 But, see, that's another thing is, I mean – I feel like it needs to be kind of a Pollard-Zeke situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how Jalen Warren's going to do getting, you know, 18 touches a game. That's different. That's different. Instead of eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is different. It's it's a bigger – that bigger role is it's hard to foreshadow, I guess, when it comes to – you know, he was a star in college, but it's different in the NFL. A lot of carries that wear and tear on your body, the tread on the tires, so – you made your wild pick, though. I'm making my wild pick. I think the Steelers okay. come out and uh, you know, make a statement win. You know, that defense is – I think they're going to come out ready. And I think the 49ers offense is going to – even though they got the talent, unreal talent, just ridiculous talent. Everyone knows that. I just – for me, it's just – I just I just don't know if I see – the perfection that we saw late last season with Brock Purdy. It's just there's going to be some hiccups in in these first few games, I think. And I think the Steelers are going to capitalize on some things because, I mean, when TJ's out there, it's a a game changer for any team, a player like that. So I think it's a defensive battle. I think when it comes to these two defenses – these two defenses facing off to e- against each other. Wow, that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. So much talent on both sides. Fred Warner, yeah, T.J. Watt. I mean, it's. I mean, two of the best in the Nick. I mean, Nick Bosa. I mean, I mean, come on. It's so fun. You gotta love it. This is this is old school football defenses. These two defenses legitimately could be the two best in the league at the end of the season. Obviously, you got some other ones like the Jets and the Cowboys and stuff, but. I think the Steelers is – I just got the Steelers, man, in this one. I got a weird gut feeling on this one. So, I got Steelers pulling this one off 23-21. to 21. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's go to the next game. Saints versus Titans. Who that, baby? Let's go. Who that? Who that? Titans, <laughs> first game for the Saints. I'll start us off on this one. I do not love this as a first game of the season. The Titans – 
if they're known for anything, they are ready. You know, talent-wise, yeah, you could say whatever you want, but they are going to be ready. Vrabel is going to have that team ready for week one. Always. They're always going to be ready. And the Saints are notorious for having – they're not slow out of the gates. They're just sloppy, I guess you could say. And it's just when – like last season, when Jameis Winston comes in, the Saints should never have won that first game of the season against the Falcons. The Falcons were – beating them bad, and then Jameis comes in, gets two late scores, and they win the game. It was one of those things where it's just like, oh, man, oh. All right, Jameis, he, watching Jameis do that and play terrible for three quarters and come in in that fourth quarter and win the game, it was like, it was false hope. It was complete false <laughs> hope for Saints fans to watch him like, oh, yeah, this guy can win games for us. Let's go. Uh, this one is, is hard for me because, like I said, the Titans are going to be ready. Saints, I want to see – Clean football. That's I don't need to see Derek Carr hitting the 50, 60-yard bombs to uh, Chris Olave week one. I don't need that. That's not what I need. Another false hope, watching Jameis Winston do what he did against the Green Bay Packers two years ago. It's like these first games, you can't – I can't – I don't need that. I don't need this false hope. I just need a clean game where everything feels like it's working. Defense looks good. Offense looks efficient. That's all I need. I don't need this – I don't need a 40-, 30-point game for the Saints. I just need them to come out ready, clean football. I think that we see that. So I got the, the Saints winning. I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I, I got an entertaining game, 24-16. to 16. Yeah. You know, I picked the Saints on this one, dude. I almost went with the, almost went with the Titans. It's hard not to pick the Titans, bro. Well, dude, I mean, you know, they were 8-3 last year mm. and then just had, like, Maybe, like, the most injuries I've ever seen, <laughs> like, yeah. happen at one time, basically. And then they finished the season, um, you know, not very good. I don't remember their exact record, but yeah, I know that they know. did not. I think they only won, like, one of their last seven. They freaking started Josh Dobbs, who had been in there for, like, three days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, But the Saints, yeah, you know. 10 so. <laughs> Yeah, so that I guess they weren't eight and three. They were. I think it was were like they six, five and three then. Yeah, five and three, six and two, or something like that. Yeah, but the Saints, man, you know, I like the Saints. I just, I don't know. I'm not. I don't like Dennis Allen, his offense, man. I love his defense, but like it's like you said, I think it'll take two or three weeks. I mean, you don't have Alvin Kamara, you know. What role is Mike Thomas really playing? Mm. I think Alave's got to be the number one. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Thomas has got to be like your third down guy. You yeah. know, your dependable get a first down receiver. Put him in that two slot. I mean, that yeah, the two two role. That's a perfect yeah. two to have. You know. But man, you know, I'll take the Saints on this one. But dude, you know the Titans if they came out and started. Four and three this year. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Tannehill kind of gets disrespected. I think. I think he's right up there with like, or he's right behind like a Kirk Cousins. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I'll, I'll take the Saints on this one. I do think it'll be closer than people think. Um, I'm gonna go twenty three twenty. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I almost picked the Titans to, to cover. It was a three and a half point favorites of the Saints. So uh, you picked the Titans to cover on that. I, I 
I was right there with you almost, but I think I just I got the defense kind of holding holding stronger just because I just don't know how good that Titan offense is going to look. It's it's one of the, that's that's one of hey, those. Hey, Tajay Spears. Hey, hey, <laughs> let's go. That's a nice little running back duo, though. Tajay and Derek, that's nasty, man. Let's go to the Cardinals versus Commanders. I don't think we need to stick on this one too long. Commanders are seven. Commanders. Faders. Commanders. Twenty one ten. Let's move on. Texans versus Ra- All right, this is another one. Texans versus Ravens. Baltimore is a ten point favorite. I'll just come out and say I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to look impressive week one. Thirty four to seventeen. Yeah, dude. You know, we can keep this one short. And I guess real quick on the Cardinals. I am interested to see Sam Howell, but, like, oh yeah, we went over it. The Cardinals aren't really trying to win. Mm-mm. But for the Texans and Ravens, man, minus 10 is a lot. That I is think a they'll lot. win this game. But, you know, the Texans are a team I could see – I could see them winning seven games this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could see them finding something late in the year. But, yeah, dude, I think the Ravens, you know – this could be a Lamar MVP season. Mm-hmm. I got the Ravens winning. I'll go thirty-one seventeen. Yeah, I'm I'm close to you right there. Like, yeah, yep, hundred percent. I think that defense for Baltimore is going to look just as good as that offense too. So, another big game: Eagles versus Patriots. Four and a half point favor is the Eagles. Uh, I'll come out and say Eagles look good. Their defense looks good. Offense looks even better, I think. So, like I said, I don't want to stick too long on some of these um, games that are probably more obvious, even though no disrespect, New England can definitely compete in this game. I, did, I think they will compete early on. So, but I got don't sleep on that New Orleans defense. Uh, I mean, that yeah. uh, New England defense. Yeah, no, I mean any Bill Belichick defense is hard to disrespect. So, I just think I just think Philly's gonna. Be ready. They got they got a chip on their shoulder after losing last year in the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to have any kind of Super Bowl Super Bowl. Um, what is it? Super Bowl hangover. Super, hangover. So thirty-one twenty-one you know, for the Eagles, in my opinion. I got you. You know, look, I'm taking the Eagles, but I think I do think the Eagles will be worse than last year, oh, and yeah. I do think the Patriots. It's harder will to be, be as good as they were last year. <laughs> yeah. I think the Patriots will be better, but I still think, just from a roster standpoint, the Eagles have, you know, top five roster in the league. Like, they lost a lot. They also added a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'll take the Eagles on this one. I do think it's somewhat close. I don't think the Eagles' offense is going to be nearly as good as it was, at least right off the gate. Mm. So, I'll go Eagles 24, Patriots – Fourteen. Okay. All right. Twenty-four, fourteen. I like it. Same difference in, in points. So let's go yeah. to the Raiders Broncos. This is a this was honestly a weird game for me to pick because Broncos four four point favorites. You know, that's another team. Even though it's kind of more warranted, but I think they're getting a little too much disrespect. The Russell Wilson disrespect is kind of crazy to me too. Um, with him. The people talking about he's gonna lose his job before he's even played week one, and it's just like, it's like to oh, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. It's like, oh my gosh, y'all! Like these aggressive narratives are crazy in sports. I just, I know he's not Russell Wilson of old, but I think Sean Payton can bring out the best in Russell Wilson. If there's any 
quarter – I mean, any coach in the league that can bring out something in Russell Wilson, I think Sean Payton is one of those guys. So, I think, for me, Denver looks good defensively more, more than anything. I think defense kind of surprises some people saying, all right, let's slow this whole Denver's terrible again narrative. Sean Payton is going to have that offense – ready. I don't know if they're going to be great early on. I don't know if they're going to know their identity, but they're going to be ready. And Sean Payton always has his offenses ready. I just don't know if they're going to know their identity early, so they might struggle with some situational football, maybe red zone and stuff. So I got Denver in this one, 23-17. to 17. Man, you know, I'm right there with you. You know, I'll, I like the Broncos. Uh, in this game, Sean Pay. I don't think this is going to be a big shot offense at all. I think they're just going to be super efficient. Mm. You know, Jerry Judy, I'm pretty sure he's going to miss this game. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, you missed Tim Patrick, but so I think the Broncos might look a little not. I don't think they're going to have a lot of turnovers. I just don't think they may, you know, put up a lot of points. Yeah. But the Raiders, I think, are just going to be flat-out bad this year. Mm. Like, So, I think this is going to be an ugly game. I'm going to be honest with you. Lowest scoring game of the week. I do have the Broncos nice, winning. The Raiders have no offensive line. Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, is overrated. I think he's good, but, like, and for him to hold older, out until slightly really older weak. running back. Yeah, and who, he's held out until this week. It's like, he yeah, can't know the system. one really good season mm. and one – above average season and the rest have been like okay it's it's you know I'm not saying he's not good but I just think this will be an ugly game mm. especially if Jimmy G gets hurt I got the Broncos winning 17 to 12 oh nice interesting ugly score. game man <laughs> I actually can see that Saint, I mean the Sean Payton has a, is notorious for having those nasty ugly games that he pulls off so I could definitely see that happening especially with that defense in Denver Let's go to Dolphins versus Chargers. Chargers are a three-point favorite. I'm going to go against the narrative on this one. I'm very high on Miami this year. I, I like that team a lot. It's another team with just ridiculous talent. and It's, an, it's also a little unproven talent, kind of similar to that. They're better. Obviously, they look better than they're in Atlanta, but it's a similar situation where they cut all the talent in the world, man. Like, so much talent. So, for me – I'm going to go Dolphins in this one. I think uh, the Chargers will be better. I don't think they're going to have as many stupid scenarios, weird coaching scenarios as they did last year. I think Staley might pull back on those those weird decisions. I hope he does because if he doesn't, he's going to lose that damn job. So I think we're going to see the Dolphins at, um, at, a, at a good level, not a – Full, full yeah. capacity level. I think Tua's going to look better. I think we got Tua's going to Tua's going to show up. Tua's going to show up. I think the running backs are going to show up. Receivers are there. We know what they can do. Passing game's going to look good. I think the run game's going to be even better than people expect. I think the pass game's going to be better than the run game. I think the running game's going to be better than people expect. So, offensively, Miami looks good. Defense holds up. Chargers offense is going to look better. I'm interested with the Chargers defense. There's another talent uh, squad with a lot of talent, so 
I'm, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. It's hard for me to pick against the Chargers here because Chargers are they're good, man. They're good. And it feels like they might. this might be their season to kind of put it all together. But Miami in, in week one for me, 27-23. I like it. I like it. You know, I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. I just think Justin Herbert, you know, I, he'll be not number one, number two in the MVP race. Mm. I just want to say that. He's going to be up there, man. He's so good. Dude, you bring in Kellen Moore. Mm who knows how to, you know, scheme up deep shots at least. Mm. And, I mean, you know, I look, I love Mike McDaniel. I do really like the Dolphins. I like them as a team more than I like the Chargers. And I think Mike McDaniel is going to be – already is maybe, but will, is going to be one of the best coaches in the league. He's a little too trigger happy right now. Mm. You know what I mean? That Bradley Chubb trade was kind of bad. Give up a first round pick for Bradley Chubb. Mm. You like, you, you better hope and a he's, second, I think. Like that's just a little much. You better hope he is a, a defensive player of the year possibility yep. talent. Yeah. And then Jalen Ramsey's hurt. You know, I do like like David Long, I think is awesome. Mm. You know, you got you got Vic Vangio, Christian Wilkins is still a freaking dog. Mm. He just got paid. Vic is such a that's a chess piece for that defense, I feel like. Yeah, Javon Holland is amazing. Mm. Like they have pieces, but dude, the Chargers have just—they've just been so—they've just been underperforming for so long. Whereas the Dolphins feel like they've been overperforming for about a year. I like that. I like that. And it just kind of feels like if the Chargers—if the Dolphins win, it'll be because the Chargers lost. Mm. You know what I mean? And I just trust Kellen Moore to. Justin Herbert's got it in him, man. I just you got to use them the right way. So I think they'll come out firing. Um, I think it'll be a high-scoring game. I think it ends thirty-one twenty-seven, Chargers. All right, all right, thirty-one twenty. I like Tua, dude, but Tua one hit away. I hate to say that, but like he's he's thick. He's getting thick, boy. But like, <laughs> man, there's only so many neck and head exercises you can do. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. It's it's hard. It, you, you hate to see a, a player's career get uh, destroyed by injury, but it's not like this is a new thing for Tua. We saw it in his last season in Alabama with his hip, and that really messed up his mobility. So it's not like this guy's just randomly injury prone. It's kind of been a thing in his career. So it's obviously something you got to watch. Rams, Seahawks. We'll talk about this one. You're kind of higher on the Rams than I am. I do not like the Rams at all. Cooper Cup. It looks like he tweaked something, so he might not be playing week one for your fantasy league, by the way. So, I got the Seahawks. I think Seahawks – the Seahawks are one of those teams, too, though. It's like they overperformed last year. I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were last year. I do like Geno. I don't want to disrespect Geno at all. I think he's still, you know, he's still a top 15 quarterback this year. He'll still, still do enough to win games. I just don't know if you – I just don't – He's not a superstar by any means, and it's hard to win. No, I don't think you can – as a Seahawks fan, I don't think you should hope for any improvement. Yeah, it's hard to say you know what I mean? improve. It's it's one of those – they got to build this thing. They got a good draft. You know, they had a really good draft, pretty decent offseason. So, it's, it's hard to say that they're going to get any better than last year. Last year they were better than anyone expected them to be, and they're still in a tough division. I do think they're better than the Rams, though. 
I I'm just, I think the Rams' defense is going to be the biggest surprise of this game, though. I think the Rams' defense shows up. Aaron Donald shows up. I For me, it's the Rams' offense. That Rams' offense is going to be struggling early on. I just don't know if they have an identity yet. You know, watching, and it's preseason. I don't want to put too much into preseason, but it was, there was zero identity to that Sean McVay offense. And that's like, what? Sean McVay? No identity? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. So, early on, the Rams' offense is going to struggle for me. Their defense is going to hold them in games because they got some talent on that defense. So, I'm going to go Seahawks here, 21-17. No, I like it. I like it. You know, I really want to take the Rams, man. Let's go this guy. This guy. If Cooper Cup was 100%, I would take the Rams. I, I would see. I would maybe even lean into that too if Cooper Cup is fully healthy. Man, the Rams also. I know it doesn't matter that much, but it does make a difference at least. Uh, the Rams have been adding a lot of like solid pieces from practice squads. Yes, like they've added like ten guys in the past like two days. See, hey. So I mean, little stuff like that does matter, but. Man, if Cup was playing, I would go Rams because I think, I think with Sean McVay and if everyone's healthy and Cam Akers can just be an average NFL running back, I think that offense can be efficient, man, honestly. Efficient, but for, sure. for week one, you know, Geno, he doesn't have to be even as good as he was last year. He was so good he's, last year, so. <laughs> if he's the 14th quarterback in the league, like, awesome. Yeah. So I'll take them. I'll take them week one. I do think it's close, like you were saying. I think it probably a twenty to fourteen type game. Yeah. But man, if the Rams finish ahead of the Seahawks, I'm not going to be shocked at all at the end of the year. Not on the Rams, man. I just I'm not. I mean, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. It's. I think they don't deserve any disrespect, and I'm giving them more disrespect than anyone. It feels like they're not going to be as bad as last year, hundred percent. Yeah, I know that. I know that. So that's just a weird division. Obviously, they're going to be better than the Cardinals. It's, are they going to be better than the Seahawks? Can they make the playoffs? NFC's not that. You know, it's not that. It's very top heavy. So that's a very big possibility. Packers Bears another divisional matchup. Here we go, Packers. Uh, I mean, I, whoa, Chicago is the two-point favorites. Wild. Um, I'll start us here. I'm going Packers. I think Packers – I like Jordan Love. I like Jordan Love. I think they have more talent day one. I think Chicago it will be good this – will be better this year. I want to say that. They'll be better. It's hard for them to be the worst team again. Justin Fields is going to make some strides in the quarterback position, not just as an elite runner, second-best runner in the league at the quarterback position. I think he he will be better at passing than he's ever been. I think the system will be better. Offensively, they will be better. But it's just that Packers defense, is it's pretty legit. So I'm going Packers week one. They'll be ready. Jordan Love's been waiting for his moment. He sat behind Aaron for too long. It's time for him to take the reins. I got Packers 24-23. Very good game. Dude, I like it. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the Packers on this one. Um, Look, for Chicago, I think they'll be a lot better than last year. You know, um, it's like you were saying, Justin Fields is going to take a lot of steps as a passer. 
but I don't think people need to get ahead of themselves and act like a lot of steps for him isn't still going to make him a bottom half of the league passer. Mm. Like, this dude was bad at passing the yes. ball last year. Yes. Like, he didn't even – I mean, if he can get to 200 yards a game, like, that is a drastic improvement, and that would still place you, like, 30th in the league. You know what I mean? So, I definitely think he'll be a lot better. DJ Moore, mm. we've talked about him for – shoot, we can say it now for years on this damn podcast. Mm-hmm. Like – that dude's been disrespected his entire time in the league, him yes. and Terry McLaurin, mm. just for not having quarterbacks. So, but dude, the Packers, they got a better coach, in my opinion. On paper, their defense looks good every year just because they spend a lot of money, but their defense honestly never really comes together. So, if they can just be a, you know, 21st defense in the league and. You know, Justin Fields, he might come out 12 of 20 with a pick. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not expecting him to be amazing as a passer week one. I think Jordan Love can, you know, he kind of reminds me of Deshaun Watson just in the pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like Deshaun Watson on the Browns, but, Mm -hmm. like, a little bit better. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I got the Packers winning. I think the run game for the Packers will be better than people think. Yes. So, I think it I think it'll be close, but I don't think I think it'll be a game where the Packers get a lead and more like more so than them getting the lead last minute in the fourth quarter. It's like they keep the lead through the fir- through the fourth quarter. I'll go 24 to I like it. I like it. Let's get to Sunday night. 24-17. 24-17. All right, there we go. There we go. Packers, both of us on that one. Sunday night football, your Cowboys versus the Giants. Dallas is a three-and-a-half point favorite. What you got in this one, Red? Man, look, I'm going Cowboys. You know, I'll keep it short. Um, running game, I don't think is going to be – it may take a step off, if I'm being honest, just because, you know, say what you want about Zeke. He did do some very good – he did some some gritty stuff. He got you those tough yards. He still had 12 touchdowns last year. Mm. You know, is probably the best pass-blocking running back in the league. Like, he still was of service. The Giants, I think, have gotten a little bit better. They didn't really make as many moves as I figured – you know, I figured they'd go out and get a big-time receiver. They kind of get an aging tight end who is solid. Like, I think he's a – I don't know if he's top five anymore, but he could be. Mm. But, you know, overall, I just think that Dallas defense and then the offense will be, at worst, good enough to keep a lead. So, I got Dallas winning this one 28-17. I do think the Giants will be – I don't think it'll be – yeah, I think it'll be closer than it looks. Yeah. Giants, for me, are very similar to the Seahawks. It's just hard for me to believe they're going to be as good as they were last year. And they're just not built to win from behind. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100%. Like if they get down, they just – that's not a high-scoring offense. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard. The Giants are – Giants are, are good. I don't want to say anything bad about them, but – 
Dallas is they're out to prove something this year. I feel like they're they're a team where they know they can win that division. The Giants are uh, it's hard. They're the Giants are good, but they're not at the same level as the Dallas Cowboys are right now. And we're, we lost them again. No, it's all good. And for me, for me, the Dallas Cowboys, um, they just got more talent, man. And I think the Giants yeah. are very similar to a Seahawks of last year where I just don't, don't see them performing to that level again. So with that all being said, I'm going Dallas 28 to 24. I like it. I like it. Let's get this thing wrapped up with our Monday Night Football picks. This is a big one. Another interdivisional matchup. Bills versus Jets. Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll give us a starter here. A-Rod season, baby. A-Rod season. Oh, yeah. A-Rod gets the win week one against the Bills. I think the Von Miller news is very important in this game. If he was playing against that Jets offensive line, I would pick Bills by 10. But he's not playing. So, I think Jets offensively will click early. I think they're going to click early. Good running backs. I don't even know if we're going to get a heavy dose of Dalvin Cook week one. We're going to see Brees Hall kind of take those reins early on. So, Jets offensively look great. Defensively. I, I love their defense. I think they're going to no, be one of the loaded, loaded, loaded defense. So for me, I'm going Jets, man. I think it's just offensively they'll be clicking, efficient. Aaron's always efficient. Defense loaded. It's hard to pick against that Bills offense, but I'm going 27 to 23. They kind of slow down that Bills offense. Jets win 27-23. I like it. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna be honest. I'd probably pick the Jets even if the Bills did have Von Miller. Mm. You know, mm. I'm not huge on the Bills' pass rush, but even then, like, they don't have Von Miller, who's their number one. Yeah. The Jets, dude, I mean, Garrett Wilson might win offensive player. He's so good, man. He's so like, it wouldn't shock me at all. And, you know, yeah, the Jets' offensive line isn't great. I think, I think Aaron is smart enough. There's been points where the offensive line was not good in Green Bay. Mm. And he would adapt and just get the ball out faster. And I think, you know, you can say what you want about him, but, like, because him as a person, I can kind of see, like, people not being big on him. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, when it comes to him as a quarterback, like, you know, he had some demands of some players he wanted. Well, if you got to get the ball out faster, that's when you need them guys that you've played with. That's when you need Randall Cobb. Alan Laz- Even though Alan Lazard – I don't know about that guy, man. But either way, like they, yeah, they get call Hardman though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being together is big time. And then you got Randall Cobb. You know, he apparently has always really liked Dalvin Cook. So, like, like we were saying about Garrett Wilson, he's just so good. I think any quarterback can mesh with him. So, I mean, you know, dude, I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough to adapt. I think the Jets' defense is just unreal. Top three in the league, in my opinion. Yep. So, I got the Jets winning this one. I don't think the Bills struggle, but I don't think that they're – I don't think their offense – I don't think they really got better 
anywhere since last year, besides maybe running back. They still didn't get an elite running back. They desperately exactly. Needed. They just got a little bit better. So I think the Jets win this one. I'll go twenty-seven seventeen Jets. All right, all right. We made our picks. That's it for us on this pod. We'll get out of here, y'all. We stayed longer than we did we wanted to, and made made a little bit longer on these rapid fire picks. We'll obviously get faster as the season goes on. We had a lot to talk about today, bro. Season starts. Uh, but look out for next week. We're gonna be dropping. Before the Thursday night game next pod. And that will be a fun one as we give our NFL power rankings going into the season. As well as some divisional and playoff predictions. So stay on the lookout for that. We'll be posting it on our social media as well. Talking about it all in the podcast next week. Follow us on Nate Dog Sports and Nate Dog Productions. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, whatever. It's on all of them. So go out there, follow. And... Stay up to date. We're going to be trying to pump out as much content as possible, as well as College Kings. Thank you, Red, as uh, once again uh, being on this pod, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you all once again for listening to The Pound Perspective, presented by Nick Duck Sports. Thanks again for listening to The Pound Perspective, a breath of fresh sports. <laughs>